Dear H, have you ever wondered who you'd end up with? Like, there are 7 billion people on the planet. Do you ever find yourself wondering about the person you'd probably end up spending your entire life with? And I mean this in the nicest possible way. Our heart can be fucking stupid sometimes. Um, yeah, it can be fucking stupid sometimes because um, all the crushes I've ever had, all the futures I've imagined with random ass people, it's very late that I realized that they would not be an ideal partner or the companion for me, okay? Um, And I don't mean crushes in like a romantic sense. I mean crushes in more like um, if I am to spend... a lifetime with someone I can see myself spending and like living together in a house without breaking out into fights um, type of person. <laughs> sort of like a roommate situation but more on a permanent basis. Uh, I can't believe I used that metaphor. Um, and I got to thinking today, the most recent uh, person I imagined this scenario with is just so different from me. Um, Like, in every regard, they are so different from me. I don't understand why my heart really wants to be with them. (laughs) Because, like, I am a person of words. Like, I know my way around words. I can trick you into crying if I want to. Like, I am that clever with words, but I don't like to... uh, use that on people because like it's low-key manipulation and like I just feel bad if I use like heavy words when I'm not feeling that bad like that just comes off as wrong like why would you want to make somebody cry do you know what I mean um but like words and stories and books and just storytelling has been such a huge part of my life but like the person my heart wants to spend being roommates with uh, the, the, the rest of my life just doesn't read that much. Um, like they are still in their Dan Brown phase and I don't know what that says about me anymore because <sighs> like how can... <laughs> yeah, sure, Dan Brown is a great person if you want to start reading and like you want to get into reading um but like if you want to read on a lifetime level dan brown is not something that's gonna sustain you is it um and like i like to talk about uh, dead words and classical authors and classic literature way too much And I need someone who can, like, bear with me yabbling about One Direction stuff as well as, like, this classical, classic stuff that I find extremely intriguing. (laughs) I know that's a very weird combination, but it is, like, who I am. And, um, like, I come as a package. (laughs) Because, like, I would love to discuss Shakespeare with someone as well as Milton. I would love to discuss Lawrence, like D.H. Lawrence, and how their work was banished 
um in england for almost 10 years because it was considered way too vulgar for no, uh, like regular people to read so it, i think it was only allowed to like be read by academics at after a point um but like then everything sort of turned around and uh, the manuscripts were finally published for the public to read um and like i want to talk about how lawrence gets inspired by whitman and like i have this one penguin edition which i just like uh, the complete poems of walt whitman and the first page of that edition is just about um how much dh lawrence admired uh, walt whitman and that's just something so beyond me like i do not i knew these two people existed i knew these two people existed around the same time but like that interaction between these authors and like these revolutionaries of literature uh is just so mind uh altering and like reality doesn't make sense to me anymore like um um like that one episode of cosmos like episode number 3 of cosmos where you see all these genius physicists like hanging out together in like a bar and you see Isaac Newton going nuts and like and that like has been like and like Isaac Newton has been inside um his chambers for the last 4 years like and this like this um random other person comes up with the theory and Isaac Newton had already solved the entire maths like the in the like 4 years ago but he didn't know what to do about it so like and all these genius minds being alive at the same time and interacting with each other and like being supportive of each other's work essentially because like if they weren't uh, being supportive of each other's work um if i'm talking about scientists or if i'm talking about literary people like if they don't interact with each other if they don't support each other um so many of our like modern day discoveries would have gone would have just not existed like it's so mind exploding to me that all these people were there and like they didn't have egos to you know to stop them from actually pursuing the true path of science and like to, from actually advancing um this very true like for like actually just advancing their field rather than worrying about whose ego is being hurt or like rather than just caring about themselves they loved their field so much and like i want to talk about bronte sisters with someone and like how they just gave up their identities in order to their work to exist outside of their homes and journals and just the outside of their bedrooms because like that was a huge thing back in the day women were not allowed to publish which is insane if you compare it to like bye industry or like general fictional industry it's ruled by women like it's dominated by women especially the ya industry like i haven't seen much of like male ya authors like i i read i found some of them but like mostly ruled by women um 
like i want to talk about jane austen and how she basically tricked us all into like jane austen was the possibly the first person to talk about cottage core aesthetic okay <laughs> jane austen only knew about her life in a whole small village and she made that life so interesting and appealing to almost everyone to certain to to the wild extent that like people still read her stuff today and relate to the so many things that happen over the course of her novels and um and like at that time um uh, people were more into uh, like murder mysteries and gory stuff um like gothic was a huge thing around this time uh, like which can be traced back to little women uh, by louisa may alcott um this is like almost a semi autobiographical novel at this point because you see jo in that book uh, publishing uh, mysteries and all that sort of stuff the stuff that sells rather than literary stuff so like all these people that actually um talked about families and dynamics and how it affected one other it's just so fucking amazing to me and i want to talk about how insane mary shelley's life was like she was probably the most chaotic person and <laughs> they like there's this one episode of doctor who where um um where like in the recent season where the doctor and the, uh, their companions go back to uh a time when Ma- mary shelley the night the actual night where when mary shelley uh came up with the idea of frankenstein and like obviously uh, the show has been incorporated in like and written the episode was like written in such a way that it incorporated with the theme of the show but lord byron was there possibly pv shelley was there mary shelley was there. they were around each other they talked they interacted and like that's so amazing to me i also like noticed how i mean i genuinely do want to talk to someone about this because like there are so many similarities in emily dickinson's life and van gogh's life uh, emily dickinson was not allowed to publish her work um by her father because he believed that women should not be in publishing um while on the other hand van gogh couldn't sell a single painting in his lifetime and like 200 years or whatever many years down the line we only know these two we only know the dumb fucks in their lives because <laughs> because of their art and like their resistance to change Emily Dickinson died alone. Uh, Louisa May Alcott died unmarried. These people pushed the way, like they p- paved the the way we tread upon today. And it's just so brilliant to look back. I mean, I understand why there's like a sort of hesitation around reading classics because I used to be um one of those people as well. Like I was like, okay. uh everyone talks about reading classics a i was insecure that i wouldn't really understand what uh, what the stuff was going on about like and what they were talking about and like what was happening that was my first insecurity secondly i like classics like everyone in my school everyone was like just reading classics randomly 
um so like that year i decided like classics are way too mainstream for me i'm not going to read them and like i didn't touch classics for like 5 years it was like in college when we got to learn about the people behind these classics that i actually started getting into it and like there's this wonderful wonderful oxford uh, there's this wonderful wonderful video put up by oxford university and like there's this one po- i don't remember the uh, like the research scholar's name but like i think they were be- i believe they were researching uh, like writing a paper or a thesis on alice in wonderland and like they explain so much like the context behind the book was so just bizarre and like so hard to believe like this was actually happening that uh, people with mental illnesses were being made fun of like it was like people were being treated as like a circus show just for being sick and there's just so many things that are in, hidden in these classics that we don't know if we just don't research the time period or like where the author lived or where uh all of this was going to happen and it's just there's is so many things i want to discuss with someone like i can't find people <laughs> i can't find any potential long term companions who would be interested in all this stuff i can't find normal people <laughs> like just friends would be interested to know the context behind the novel or like how or what went into the author's life so they just came up with this novel and it's just so bizarre to me because like this is such a great thing like these texts like classics especially these texts have existed for centuries now and the context behind the classics fades because like when a book is published people around you as an author would know what you're talking about in that book or what was happening around that time that led you to write certain things in that book but after a while the context fades away as the people die people die and the context fades away and like it's just, it's just up to these academics to find the uh, these contexts that were that must have been the driving source for any piece of text or literature or even art um and like these people do that and it's just amazing to me it's just so brilliant to me uh, there's just so many things i want to talk about to someone <laughs> like i can't find people my heart is fucking stupid <laughs> hmm oh god for the love of god just let me end up with someone who just let me be roommates with someone who who will listen to me blabber about all this stuff constantly um that or either someone who is just willing to like learn stuff just to entertain me i will learn stuff they are passionate about as well like happily <laughs> but like yeah there's just so many things so many little things that happened in a, in an age we were not uh, like alive in and yet we have these souvenirs of that age and what's a souvenirs worth without the context you know 
like say if i gave you an eiffel tower key ring you'll find it cute but you like you'll need to know uh the context behind it like you'll need to know that the, there's there's this thing called the eiffel tower and it's like one of one of the, the most popular tourist spots in the world like you'll need to know that context right if you don't know the context the souvenir is cute it's amazing it's okay it's it'll just be okay but like if you know the context that like it's a miniature version of this huge ass monument in paris where people go and like confess their love and just it's so romantic the air is so romantic but and just yeah that like adds to the value of this souvenir and like that's how i feel about classics these days and i might have just forgotten that this episode was about um talking about crushes and like how hard is stupid at choosing that but like i just ended up talking about my love for classics which is something i do i often go on tangents but like this is my podcast i can do anything i want <laughs> unless you have a problem with that please write to me nobody writes to me whenever i put up these um podcast episodes like i know a bunch of people listen to these regularly and all my information is in like the podcast notes so yeah just reach out to me man <laughs> it will be lovely to hear from you you will be the person i write or dedicate these podcast episodes to love it